Hey fellow NDE fans, we have some exciting things coming up on the other side, but we could really use your help and support to keep going with this channel. Our outreach team works around the clock, making sure to bring you the best NDE stories that we can find. But now we're looking to expand into other countries to get near-death experiences from around the globe. However, we need your help and support to make this happen. This is why we're introducing our YouTube membership program. Get access to exclusive ad-free episodes that haven't been on YouTube. Watch and participate in live Q&As with the guests. Engage directly with us and NDEers. Participate in giveaways and live events. And most importantly, you will ensure our channel's continuous efforts to seek out and uncover these important experiences worldwide. Support us by hitting the Join Now button below. Thank you for your continued viewership and support. Your help will make a difference, and we look forward to building our community together with you. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, The Other Side NDE, where we talk about the fascinating phenomena of near-death experiences. These are more than just close calls. These are first-hand accounts of what people experienced dying, leaving the body, exploring another realm, and then returning to their body in order to share that experience with you. Every person that we interview, and many of us listeners, believe these accounts to be undeniably true experiences people had on the other side. If you enjoy listening to stories like these, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, The Other Side NDE, where we post two to three videos every week of people sharing their NDE stories. So my name is Sierra Warden, and I am a variety of things. So I am a social worker, I'm a mental health therapist, I'm a mother, and I am also someone with a near-death experience. I have experienced something similar to a lot of people who have almost lost their lives. And I think it's a really important thing to talk about and share because the similarities are so interesting. And I think it's really powerful. So... My near-death experience happened quite a while ago. I was actually 19 years old and I was going through a difficult time with going away to college and disconnecting from a lot of my primary support systems. And just like many of the textbooks that I read throughout school, I started demonstrating a lot of mental health symptoms, a lot of things that were concerning and eventually became pretty consuming for my overall brain and mental health. So I started to have a lot of depressive episodes and I started utilizing substances to kind of cope with that. And before I knew it, I started having a lot of ideation around self-harm and existential things. So. Before I knew it, I was kind of in a place of extreme desperation and really not doing well with my brain health and overall emotional wellness and a level of despair that I had never really experienced before. I had reached a place in my life where I wasn't really taking care of myself and not accessing the sort of support and resources and everything that I should have been doing, but the chemicals in my brain and all of that were telling me to do otherwise. And unfortunately, I got to a point where I thought 
I would be better off not being here. So no longer being a part of this existence. And I did have a near fatal attempt. And that's where I then experienced something pretty spiritual. Now looking back on it at the time, it was kind of confusing. It was overwhelming. And I wasn't quite sure how to process what I had experienced. And at that time, there was a lot of stigma associated with any sort of mental health and especially anything related to the possibility of a near-death experience. So I was very much alone in my experience and how that played out. And I didn't really talk to a lot of people about what happened until much later into my life when I began hearing other people's stories and some of our details and some of our lived experiences match up. And I think that's pretty powerful. I remember during that moment, the last thing I remember consciously was really kind of feeling my body shut down. I remember feeling my heart it felt like it was pounding out of my chest. It was, my heart rate was really, really, really high. My breathing had really increased. I remember feeling kind of nauseated and that's kind of the last thing I remember while I was conscious. I don't remember anything after that, how I was found. I don't remember being transported to the hospital. I don't remember the ER. I don't remember the ICU. I don't remember anything during that process. The thing that I do remember next consciously was waking up in the IC unit and then just being placed into a wheelchair to be wheeled off to the behavioral health unit. But the experience that was powerful for me that is sometimes difficult to talk about was I remember losing consciousness and then the next piece that I recall is just being in this enormous, enormous prairie-like field. And there were these huge, gorgeous mountains in the background. And it was a beautiful, clear sky. And it was warm and calm. And I remember in this field, there were just hundreds of beautiful, beautiful flowers throughout and I could just see for miles and miles and it was just immediately I felt this sense of calm and peace and clarity. It was like everything there in the field had a sense of vividness and clarity that I've never experienced before and it was a different sort of vivid perception than you would think. It wasn't like overwhelming and it wasn't a heightened sense of perception. Like if you were to do substances or anything like that, this was different. It was, wasn't overwhelming. It was very much a, a sense of being at home. It was a sense of comfort and it was very interesting. So, and then I remember in the field, kind of in the middle, was this enormous tree. It was just one tree. And the tree was obviously shaped like a tree. I knew it was a tree, but it was, 
I was drawn to it and it was kind of like emitting this gold aura. And it was, again, as everything in this experience was very vivid, it was beautiful, it was calming, it was serene. And I just remember not really thinking anything except it was more of a felt sense. I wasn't really having any sort of thoughts, emotions, judgments, anything. Everything was suspended at that point in time. I can't reiterate this enough, this sense of home and safety. Then suddenly when I was kind of taking all of this in, I saw my deceased grandmother and a deceased high school classmate near me here in this field. They didn't like walk toward me or, or anything. They were just suddenly there. It's like I could sense them and then they were there. And my grandmother, she's always been this kind of sassy, humorous, but very straightforward woman. And I just remember her kind of chuckling and looking at me and going, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. And she was just kind of like in awe, like what? And kind of confused, but also kind of disappointed. <laughs> she was like, you're not supposed to be here yet. And then the deceased classmate of mine, he didn't say anything. He was just there. But like his spirit, his eyes, his energy, it's how I remember him before he died. But he just didn't say anything, but he conveyed to me almost telepathically in a way that I just knew what he was saying and thinking, feeling just kind of like, it's not time yet. You need to go back. And then suddenly I remember feeling an immense wave of grief and disappointment and kind of not really angry, just more disappointed and sad that I needed to go. And that was kind of the last, that was the last thing I remember. I don't recall being there any longer, but everything was incredibly vivid and clear, very powerful. And yeah, and then the next piece that and was me waking up, like I said, in the ICU unit. But I don't remember like waking up, waking up. I remember just kind of being, I had obviously been awake for a while because my first memory is being transferred to a different unit. So, but I remember when I was more conscious and with it feeling angry and feeling incredibly sad and disappointed that I was still here, that I was alive in this unit and that I was basically told or requested to return. And that took me a long time to process because it was, sorry, I didn't realize I would get emotional. It was just no one to really talk to about what had happened. And I didn't really have a way of explaining it. So that was difficult. And so, like I said, it was such a natural, internalized 
experience that I had that was really intense and felt very real to me. So then having to return essentially to the physical world was like, it was like a grief and loss process. But I didn't really have anyone to, oh, I think that made it pretty difficult. And then I guess the part that I didn't realize, I didn't realize how lethal my experience was. I just thought I survived something. And it wasn't until later I had met with a psychiatrist who had told me, and he'd been practicing for over 25 years, and he had told me, I don't really know what you believe in, nor do I really care if you believe in something bigger than yourself. He said, but in the 25 plus years that I've been practicing, I've never seen someone alive across from me alive that high of a toxicity level. And he said, so the fact that you survived this and you're sitting across from me today, he goes, should mean something to you. And so that was kind of meaningful to me. And then I later found out about 10 years after that, that I guess ER doctors told folks who took me in to the emergency department that if they would have been just a few minutes behind or later that I for sure would have entered cardiac arrest. I have not been able to find out exactly what happened, but something occurred that had, um, that put me into that experience. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. It was pretty meaningful. And I think naturally doing the work that I do, being a clinical social worker, being a mental health therapist, that lived experience has impacted me greatly. It definitely, it shaped my ideas around spirituality. It shaped my ideas around believing in something bigger than myself, believing in purpose and what happens after we leave the physical world. It also just made me more passionate in supporting folks who are experiencing mental health crisis, who are having any sort of emotional struggles. And I think it also made me a more intentional mother. I try to be much more engaged and mindful of my children's emotional well-being and how I can support them and help them develop into happier, healthier human beings. So yeah, I think getting a glimpse into something bigger than yourself and this world and things that are happening outside of our physical bodies really puts things in perspective in that we are all just a tiny, tiny little speck of dust <laughs> in this huge, huge universe, multiple universes, right? So it helped me with perspective. It helped me with compassion and 
realizing how important it is to connect with folks and to give people the space to discuss hard things. So yeah, it really changed who I was as a person. It made my drive and passion in my career. It made that more succinct and more powerful. And it also though, and I think that's probably why I got emotional earlier, it also kind of leaves a longing and a yearning to return. So that can be tough for us folks who have some mental health issues, but I think some of us feel much too sensitive for this world and know that there's something calmer and more comforting and lovely elsewhere, but that should not deter us from experiencing and learning things here. So yeah, I would say that's my story and my perspective.